what up everybody like subscribe comment to the channel i'm with my dog chris wilson here doing a uh a finals preview what the world wants this will be released the day of the finals game welcome in if you haven't been to the channel obviously man go look at my videos and shit big heat fan disappointed went over it whatever all right we got the warriors They're back, versus bro. the celtics the warriors are all right stat of Stat of the day. Okay, hit me. Hit me. Hit me with something good, bro. Make my wheels turn. Since Steve Kerr has been the coach of the Golden State Warriors. Wait, wait. Let me stop you. Are you going to hit on his playoff record? 18-0. and 18-0 <laughs> in the Western Conference. Absolutely insane. Um, you know, it's crazy they've come from anybody can coach this team. Look at Luke Walton. Look at this. Look at that. You see Mike Brown step in for two games. Looks oh like they're about to God. lose a fucking series. They almost lost that Dude, he, <laughs> they literally almost burned his contract in Sacramento. That was horrific. Holy shit. Side note, that was okay, one so, of the top days on Twitter was watching Mike Brown oh, trend and seeing if the Kings it was, could revoke his, his, his hiring. That was crazy. Landon didn't understand what I was saying. I was like, has anybody ever been fired from replacement head coach? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, Mike Brown, bro. He is fucking up. This round this game. Okay, so a couple things. This is the first time two top uh, defenses ever have met since 2010. First top ten, five defenses of defensive rating, right? Top five in defensive rating have met since 2010. So, talking about 12 years of that not happening, I think that's huge. When you think def when you think playoffs, you think defense, da-da-da. You got the Warriors with the best defensive rating in the regular season, most points per game in the postseason, even after losing by 55. Um, and then you got the struggling eighth in offensive rating uh, Celtics. I think they're eighth in pace as well. So they just haven't been scoring well. And that's what I've always said. I'd never thought their half-court offenses was that good. But in this matchup, they've always been good against the Warriors. They have. I think the Celtics have the best record of any team against Steve Kerr as the head coach of the Warriors. Yeah, and they just match up well. Their length, their ISO scoring, the way they can bully those tiny guards. And like I've said before, um, when I look at certain teams, like I look at the Brooklyn Nets, and I look at your your guards, and you have Bruce Brown, Kyrie Irving, and Seth Curry out there. Yeah, that's I don't think that's going to stop anybody. That's so tough. then now I'm looking at a laterally challenged Clay Thompson, not the same defender, can shoot. I think he's looking for a shot a little too much, but can shoot. Steph Curry is better on defense, what people have given him credit for. Uh, and yeah, you have Andrew Wiggins, but when Jordan pulls out there, it's it's dog food to me. Suspect. It's dog food. So what do you what are you intrigued about in this in this playoff series in particular? Is it the the movement against the defense, the Warriors move versus the defense, the three point shooting, all that shit? What is it? Well, I think uh, the storyline everyone's become obsessed with. We've already started to uh, similarly to the way that we. Didn't give Miami wasn't in the series before it started, right? We we crowned the winner of the Bucks and Celtics. I think a lot of talk has gone into Steph Curry's legacy 
if and when he wins Finals MVP, right? We we've, we've already like we've skipped ahead. Everyone's played out these what if scenarios without even playing the game. So as much as I would love to indulge in that, and that is important ish, depending on how you view it, we can yeah. deal with that when we get there. Um, this series to me is really interesting because, like you said, Boston is the number one switch heaviest team in the NBA. And to be able to contain the Warriors or even try, switching is pretty important. They don't really have a guy that you can attack. I know late in that Miami series, Jimmy Butler, they were starting to switch him onto Derek White. That was the preferred matchup. And the Celtics, but Derek White's not even a liability like that. Yeah, he was just exposing no, it. Derek White is not a bad he's, defender. He's not at all. And this is what I'm getting at. Jimmy yeah. plays with like an ISO um, mid-range power and deceptiveness that was a little bit too strong for Derek White. Whereas the Warriors don't have any scores like Jimmy Butler. Um, they're all they're all finesse scores, as I would like to say. It's not calling them soft. They're just they're shooters. They're, they're finesse scores. They're not playing through contact. Um, so... I think Boston is probably going to be pretty happy um, to continue that that switch heaviness in this series, which is going to be really interesting because while that is probably the best way to slow down the Warriors, I think if you if you fall asleep for half a second on some of those switches, they're so much more creative with ball movement and how they slip screens and how they dive to the basket and just what makes them unique. A la Steph Curry, he kind of he is the fulcrum, right? He he is the system. He is. You know, they tried all those years with, you know, Kelly Oubre and, and people who didn't really fit that the, the ball jumping mojo. They they just they don't do ISO scoring. It's not in their DNA. Um, Boston's going to have to move even while they switch probably a lot more than they're used to um, because, again, everybody pretty much outside of Robert Williams and I suppose Al Horford and Grant Williams to a degree can catch and shoot or catch and pass immediately or catch and dribble drive and create for somebody else. So, um, Boston's really interesting both ways you look at it. We talked about this earlier, man, and I know you've got a list. I think Boston is actually the better team top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just we saw a lot of it late in Game 7, and you touched on this way before I did. Bo- I, you cannot trust Boston when the game gets tight. And... Ooh, they the stats I got for you. They have been front running in the playoffs like nobody's business. Not from an like emotional talk shit Devin Booker front running, but when they get yeah. out on you early and their defense starts playing with energy and they can run, that's really when they're at their best. And the Warriors Achilles heel, while you touched on it, they're the number one offensive rating in the NBA playoffs, by the way, the Warriors. Yeah. Um, they can turn the ball over, and so I'm, they're, they're loose lot. with the ball, which which comes with you know teams that move and pass as much as they do. You're you're going to have deflections and, and steals and, and things like that, and the other teams can get out and run the other way. So I, I think Boston's Golden State's ability to protect the ball or lack thereof is, I, I I'm just curious to see how much that gets Boston out of the gate and running and into what they do well, uh, attacking in transition. Absolutely, and, and I think that. Um, on that point, it's almost because Boston turns the ball over a lot too on well. certain Correct. instances where it's alarming. But at the same time, the way Golden State turns the ball over, it's careless. But at the same time, it has good intention. Mm-hmm. 
with Boston, it seems like they turn the ball over because they've ISOed for 20 seconds and yep. they're just trying to find a pass to get there. Yeah, or Tatum makes – out m- offense. Yeah. Misses a read. Smart misses a read. But I really wanted to get into the crunch time stuff. I wanted to shit on one dude in particular. Um, he wears robes. He, I, I call it a cape because I, I, I call him Superman smart, right? So I have all these stats that I looked up just because the DPOY. My Marcus eye smart. test, my eye test was like they're not good in crunch time, and I told you, me and Chris have a group text, and I was sitting here going, Chris is like, I just want some crunch time minutes, and I'm like, Yeah, I know. Yeah, you think I don't want crunch time minutes? I was begging for it because two games went to crunch time minutes. The Heat outscored them in both of those games in crunch time. So here's the stats I'm going to give with the crunch time. Boston in these playoffs had 10 games in crunch time minutes. They're 6-4 and four in those games, all right, which isn't a horrible record, but you would want it to be better if you're a championship team, which I think they can win the chip. I'm just giving flaws to each team. Right. Um, and then Superman Smart. Listen to Marcus Smart. In crunch time, he is shooting 17%. He has shot more shots than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum both. Yeah, that's crazy. He's 0 for 4 from 3. He shot 24, or they've shot 24 free throws total in crunch time. Marcus Smart has 13 of them. And yes, that is him getting the inbound, but it's also him just being this overly arrogant, confident man. But he's 10 for 13 in crunch time. And in crunch time, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart have all combined for 41 points in the playoffs. Steph Curry has equaled that by himself in the same amount of minutes that they've played. (laughs) So you're you're talking about Marcus Smart misses last six shots in game seven where they almost had a collapse. Jason Tatum seems uninterested in crunch time considering in 30 minutes in this playoffs he's only had seven shots in crunch time. So yeah, you're looking at an effect alarming. of, dude, that's you're talking James about Hart one shot right every yeah, every Hart four right minutes? That's crazy. Dude, one shot every four minutes of crunch time is hella alarming. And, and like, I don't think it's because Jason Tatum's afraid of the moment. Yeah, I just think he he kind of gets out of sorts when he's getting doubled and stops moving and kind of even when he hit that dagger that where he's fading on the left elbow yeah, against the heat and he hits shot. the dagger Just three he was standing still yeah. with two like 2.8 left on the shot clock again the shot before that three he hits a turnaround shot in Jimmy's face but he's just standing still caught the ball and shot he doesn't know how to move off the ball at all yeah. but nobody talks about that with Jason Tatum ever I, so this crunch time shift we get close games I'm just saying and everybody already like thinks about the Warriors and their championship DNA. I think the Warriors have a humongous advantage when it comes to close games, and I think that's huge in the playoffs. Oh, that's massive, man! Like that—that's where like everyone all year has been touting on um, Tatum taking the leap to superstardom because his playmaking they feel like has caught up with his with his scoring. Um, yeah, and he's gotten a lot better. As it'll a never catch up. It will, it will <laughs> never be Luca for one and two. No. There's a clear you got the numbers you hit on were. You know, that was dope. But the eye test, too, like him and Luca are in different stratospheres when it comes to oh, yeah. being sped up. Like that is what the greatest players of all, the LeBrons and Lucas, the, the, you know, people of that ilk, Luca never appears sped up. He might make a, a poor pass, but it, 
it's not really a poor decision, if that makes sense. He might just execute it Th- poorly. That's what I always say. And like I Tatum, go, I go good look, bad pass. Yeah, that's what I always Tatum say. Good look, bad very pass. Very rushed. And what happens to teams when their best player, when the when the game is tight, they're all kind of not like scared of the moment, but they're tight and they're waiting on someone to show them that they have life. And I think mm-hmm. Tatum being sped up, more or less, and maybe smart to a lesser degree because for some reason he hands up with the ball in his hands a ton. Because he's there, and he wants it. And he That's wants the, the problem. Um, it's a problem. Yeah, they've gotten all the way here, right? Like, don't get me wrong, but like, to yeah, this yeah. team and this dynasty and these people, you know, different pieces. But I hate, I hate both sides of the coin. I hate when people say experience doesn't matter, and I hate when people say experience is enough to win you a series. Like, I hate both sides of the coin. Yes, but I really do believe in this particular playoff run. Right, like you, you can't draw parallels to me. You can't talk about the Warriors' DNA with the groups that had Kevin Durant. Like, this is a completely no. different roster. No, you've got you've got, the mainstays are here, but like it's, it's different. But I do think in this particular playoff run, like you hitting on Steph Curry scoring as many points as the three main guys combined in crunch time, that shit matters, mm-hmm. dude. Because yes. year to year, and these these games in the playoffs are recent enough for Boston. If you either a, and in their case, they've both of these. A, have not experienced enough crunch time. And B, in the crunch time you have played in, has been piss poor, like piss ass. That shit That's shows how they up lost to the heat. in the championship round. Because you yeah, bet your ass, the bubble. like Boston's better top to bottom, I believe. I believe they can play with Golden State. But if the games are close and Boston's not controlling it from start to finish or going into the fourth quarter with a cushion, I have a really hard time imagining them outplaying the Warriors who – going back to my DNA and championship point, are comfortable playing when the game is tight. Right? Like, yes. that is going to make a major, major difference. So, like, all week, you know, you asked me, maybe last time we did the Potter in the group chat a couple of days ago, who are you picking? And I was like, man, I, I fucking hate Boston, but I think they're the better team. Like, I, I think I might lean Boston. And I've sat on it for a couple of days, and I just kept coming back to late-game execution, late-game execution. In the Heat series, for example, if you never have to play in it, you can win, you can escape. Like, it might not be an issue. But against a team like Golden State, who not only, by the numbers, is a better defensive team than the Heat, believe it or not, and are the number yep. one offense in the playoffs, you've got literally the best of both worlds that you're playing against. So, you give me a team who can score on you, maybe a little bit more than Miami could, and a team that knows how to perform when the game is tight, man, I... No, out, no outcome in this series would shock me other than Boston winning in, like, five. Let me say that. I could see Boston winning yeah. in a long series. I could see Golden State winning in a long series. But I could see Golden State winning in a shorter series than a lot of people want to say, too, and that's because of how uh. well they are if the game is tight. So my, we can we don't have to skip. To, I'm, I'm taking Golden State. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to do the cop-out respectful Golden State in seven. They're ending. They, they haven't lost a game. At home, by the way. The Warriors have it. Um, yeah. And Zach Lowe actually touched on this point today, which I thought was interesting. He talked about how the Warriors play so differently than any other team, combined with how amazing they are at home. Those first two games, he, he was talking to Richard Jefferson when he was with the Cavs, not that RJ was playing, but like just the feel of the, the locker room, what it feels like to go to Oracle at the time and play them. And like they're so different that by the time you blink, like you're using those first two games to get your feet wet. 
and you blink and you're down 2-0. Like you're down 2-0, just like that. Yeah. And, that was my thing and then with the turnovers with like them. Boston it's just... has been amazing on the road. Like, and every time they lose a game, they've won the next game by what, like an average of eight? Like, it's been cr- 18. It's been crazy. Set aside the game seven yeah. against the Heat. Like, their ability to yeah. bounce back has been insane. So, I, I, there's like a, a push pull, like a cat mouse here going on between how Boston responds after a loss and can they stay in the series enough early um, to make it a true series? Because I, I just. I don't see this as, like, Golden State's home court might be lethal, but Boston's also good on the road. And I don't see the Garden as being a place where you can't win, seeing as how the Heat did it, I think, what, twice? Um, At Uh least twice last. So I don't think, like, it's not one of those scenarios where Boston can go down 2-0, rely on going to the Garden, and then just, like, pack it up and say, it's all good, we'll be 2-2 after this. Um, Yeah. They're going to have to show that they can play with Golden State on the road. And like we said, I just – if the game gets tight, and I imagine it does, just because you don't see a lot of finals blowouts, not including like the Durant Warriors, like when you know when these teams are like even and you're and you're nitpicking and you're you're picking strengths and weaknesses, you're gonna play in close games. And I just trust the Warriors tenfold over how much I trust the Celtics. So I'm I'm rocking with Golden State. Yeah, I am too. I, I got Celtics in a really. Sh- I got the uh, the Warriors in a really short series. I think they'll probably beat them in five or six. To be honest, um, yeah. See, I could see it. Which is I really good. I, I just don't respect the the Celtics, and I think everybody's X factor is is Robert Williams, right? Yeah, we and and that. we're like, oh, the the limited the limited minutes of Robert Williams. Da, da, da. In the playoffs, they this starting five that they go out with in the the regular season has played 56 minutes in the the playoffs, and they've been the worst, the worst offensive lineup in the entire playoffs that has played 50 or more minutes. So that is any combination that you could ever think of in the playoffs has played 50 minutes, I would imagine, and they're the worst out of all of them, which is pretty alarming. I don't know if it's chemistry. I don't know what it is, but Robert Williams to me is a big factor. I will say it. To me, if he's healthy the whole season, I I legitimately believe he wins Defensive Player of the Year over his teammate Marcus Smart. Um, and we can we've always talked about this. It's so funny that people shit on Draymond, but why do we care about Robert Williams? Because you have to stop what Draymond does somehow. He doesn't shoot. He rarely shoots layups, yep. but somehow he drives with intention, and you have to guard it. And then he kicks. But we look at Robert Williams, we're like, hey, the length, the mobility, yep, the mobility. and then the lob threat on the other end yep. is yeah. just something that can't be taught, and it's something that makes him absolutely special. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, he's not a traditional um, big in the sense that he's not – like, he's he's not – you see Rudy Gobert, right? Like, he protects the paint extremely well. Yeah, and he can't move. But he's not mobile. Robert Williams, we've seen at least once or twice his playoffs, him basically come from the paint to what what a team thought was a wide-open three-pointer and kind of do that, like, Matisse-style, like, fly in the air, reject it. His, yeah. His ability to recover at seven feet, like, he's a like he's a very switchable defender. Like, I'm not saying yes. let him ISO against Steph Curry, but, like, he's smart enough and has enough length. Those guys are able to play off of them, still get a good contest on a shot and yet deter anything they have going towards the rim. Like, that's what makes him special and different than most seven-footers out there. 
Yeah, I mean, you have to realize, Ime trusted him enough to put him on Jimmy Butler yeah, for games five and six until yeah. game seven came. He's like, all right, we can't let this happen anymore. Yeah. And another thing, to hold on your point about switching. Bro, I read this stat today when I was going through, you know, I, I just went nerd mode. When the Boston Celtics switch, the ball handler on the switch averages .73 points per uh, a possession. So you're talking about, which is the best by far. And this is with Al Horford. It's all the posts. It's Al Horford, Grant Williams, and Robert Williams switching. You're talking about fucking Al Horford on an island stopping people. Yeah. Robert Williams on an island stopping people. Grant Williams on an island. And Grant Williams is up there with the players I hate just because of Arkansas. And if you watched him play SEC basketball, man, I swear to God, oh, oh my, I we've did, hated uh, him for I did. I had Tennessee win it all that year. I mean, Admiral Schofield. Kind of yeah. hurt, <laughs> we, we paid him for a while, but honestly, yeah, for his abilities too, on like, the court. Sands touching at point seven per possession. That, that's extremely low. Like, that's – very good for the defense. That is poor for the offense. So like, yeah, like, that is. They're not like absurd. They're not. You know, Philly did a lot of. They started to switch with James Harden because he's not adept enough at like fighting through screens, and we have personnel issues. Yeah, Boston they can switch, and they are really fucking good at it. That it's not a protection scheme. They're all capable. Unfortunately, of guarding. that's just what makes them. Crazy, I'm going to compare him to a Heat guy. Man, do you know what Grant Williams is to me? He's a more athletic P.J. Tucker. Yeah, I can see that. Grant, Grant. All his shots are from the – I think 49% of his threes on the season are from the corner. He shoots shoot 40%. Yeah, the he, all of a he averaged – he only averaged eight points per game, but what does P.J. Tucker average? Yeah. Um, he is a switchable defender. Yeah. Um, and you really could see, defender. oddly, oddly – and it may have been his ankle injury. But PJ Tucker looked a step slow on Tatum a lot of this a lot of the Heat series, and it was kind of shitty to see because I've seen him give Kevin Durant not trouble, no, yeah. but really good contests like and shadow, keep up bro. with him. So, yeah, he, it was James yeah. Harden was working his ass. So, he couldn't get PJ off him either, and that's I don't even think it's because yeah. Harden's washed. The, I just think PJ. People really forget PJ good. didn't even finish Game Seven. He played less than twenty minutes in Game Seven because yeah. I think he was hurting, and they just couldn't put him out there because he was he was hurting. Anyways, on the finals, yeah, Grant Williams. Really this good is defender, they, they just have like a, it's like every I don't know like everything on paper like says Boston to me except that they're playing the Warriors like except that they don't play well in crunch time. And I just like I guess I'm banking on enough of these games being tight when it matters. Mm-hmm. That Golden State's going to have the edge. I, I I just I don't think it's going to be some like like the rest of the playoffs. To be quite frank with you, like this team wins by twenty. Okay, they win by 18, 20, 18, 11. I, I just I don't I maybe this is me hoping, praying that we get something good to watch as a viewer, that we get enough crunch time to actually like analyze the series, and that our broadcasters for us viewers at home that have the volume turned up have something to talk about other than their cats and dogs and what grandma made for dinner last week like I want basketball analysis going into the closing portions of the game so I'm really hoping the series can provide that and if it does I think Golden State is the better team absolutely and the one thing um, as the struggles of the the Celtics continue and I always got to back my take with stats in this playoffs the Warriors are 12-1 when holding opponents 
to 120 points per 100 possessions. 120. <laughs> That's crazy. A hun- holding their opponent to 120 points per 100 possessions. That is like... Which uh, is better than the best offense in the uh, NBA. Yes. The, be- the best playoff, for our viewers, the best playoff offense in the playoffs is like 117. So, so for reference. you're talking about... To lose a game go above and beyond they, the greatest yeah, offense in NBA yeah. history, like, and even if you do, they're still you're losing. One. Yeah, they're still twelve and one, which is crazy. And that's the that's the thing. It's um another thing with the Warriors that's so interesting to me. Just looking at this series, one I don't I don't trust a lot of the players on the Celtics, but the way that they can score in bunches. While this team may struggle, or even if you have a good night, the way they hit so many threes, and yes, the the Celtics are holding opponents to 32% shooting um, from three in the playoffs, it's going to make them slow down a lot. The efficiency of which the the Warriors run at yep. is scary to go against if you don't have a good offense. That's why the Heat was so scary. If we like, When I thought we were going to make the finals, when Game 7 starts, and I'm like, bro, if we struggle in the half court, I don't care how fucking good your defense is. I'm sorry. The Warriors are going to have some wide-open looks were, that you just yeah. can't. Twitter was already like the series is, you know, as everyone did against Miami, which wrongfully so. They made so that's series, what, this, series, is, this is why it's kind of hard when – but you've seen success against the Warriors when you're going against elite defensive teams in the finals. I mean, obviously they've never lost in the Western Conference while they're healthy. Right. Um, in the finals against LeBron teams, because remember, all the, every time LeBron goes to the to the finals, Lakers, Cleveland, Heat, he's had one of the best defenses yep. in the NBA. Yep. That's what happens, and we've seen them struggle against that. And then their runs don't work as well. Their their transition points aren't there. If you make them slow down, and they aren't holding you hostage by having a fucking seven point lead. Like, literally holding you hostage. Like, you're just on the other end going, we got to score every possession. Yep. That's what it feels like when you were yep. down by eight to the Warriors. Yep. You're you like, we have to up. score every possession now. Because yep. it's going to be 14 if we miss two shots. Yep. It can be 14. It's you take over. bad shots, which the Celtics are very prone to doing. They take horrendous shots. And then what do you got? You got Draymond. They just have a, shot makers. Draymond <laughs> with a full head of steam, dribbling down the court. You got Steph and Clay filling the wings. You got Wiggins, like, diving. He just the throws court. it yeah, behind his just, head. Somebody <laughs> comes out of nowhere and just loonies over there just grabbing it and <laughs> – putting in a layup you know it's funny too man like i i wanted to give my guy clay thompson some love like you know how much i've, I've loved clay thompson. yeah I, I think like absolutely his comeback has been um we spent a lot of discourse on twitter shitting on his shot selection and playing himself back into shape which all Who natural progressions like it's gonna happen clay thompson's playoffs it'll be intimid clay thompson's playoff <laughs> stats 19.8 points i don't care about the rebounds assist that's not what he does me neither 45.7% from the floor, 40% from three. Oh, so he's back. Like nine that's just, that's him. From three. Like, th- this that, is literally like him. Clay Thompson. So like it, it <laughs> Other does, than his defense. Yeah, his defense But is that's slim, his output. now they have Andrew Wiggins to take a Tatum, who I imagine he's going to spend exactly. most of his time on Tatum. And, and Otto Porter has and been Otto out, by the way. And Otto Porter isn't some cold. Apparently Gary Payton but might he's be been ready good. for the finals. And for those who then don't watch fucked. basketball um, – He's, probably, He's their best perimeter defender. He might be like the best guard defender in the NBA. Yes, I'm including Drew Holiday. Yes, I'm including Ben Simmons. Like he just doesn't. He doesn't Marcus have the Smart. name. Rec- Marcus Smart. He doesn't have the recognition. But Gary Payton might just be that. 
And so I don't care how much he gives up in size. He's going to be able to battle against some of those perimeter guys. Like Derek White. Derek White wasn't looking at the rim before. He damn sure ain't going to look at the rim with Gary Payton on him. Um, he's strong enough. Yeah. He has like a strong enough base. Um, maybe he can't deal with Jalen Brown in the post, but they're not going to feel like that's a matchup that can get hunted. Gary Payton's a really good player. Otto Porter's been interchangeable yes. on defense. Um, and like I said, Clay Thompson is playing like normal Clay Thompson. 20 a game on 40%. On offense, yeah. I mean, and I got to shit on the, I got to shit on the Warriors as we're riding them because we're picking them. Oh, for sure. Listen, we want to talk about all the teams that haven't played anybody or have gone against injury prone guys or whatever you want to talk about the injury ridden teams. The Celtics have had the hardest road in this playoffs to me by far, mm-hmm. including the the Middleton out series. Listen, man, I saw LeBron led team in 2018 with a starting lineup of J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, uh, George Hill. They just put pieces together, and it worked, and they beat this Celtics team. Obviously, they're younger, all that different team, but at the same time, they've had the hardest road. The Warriors, I mean, let's be real. They could have lost that series to Memphis. Oh, yeah. If Jaw was healthy. Y'all forget, Jaw was averaging 38 points a game in the pl- against the Warriors. If the series, Memphis for sure winning that bit. <laughs> for sure. Like, One thing that then, I want to yeah, touch on, and, like, Real quick. Yeah. If you think of the only times, though, that Golden State has lost, right? The only times. The LeBron 3 1, right? And Kevin Durant's gone. Clay tears his ACL in game six. Nick Nurse is literally running a box in one and sending two to three guys at Steph Curry while four non shooters sit around the perimeter. And Steph was still, yeah. I know he missed it, a game winning shot away from worse than a game seven. And I know they don't have Clay. They probably lose anyways. But, like, Think about the two times that they've lost. A generational talent in LeBron James and a generational playoff run with nobody playing with him. At least, well, Clay joined him until game six, but you get what I'm saying. Like, those are the only two yeah. times they've lost. Like, it, it yeah. is going, it takes like a generational type. Like, you guys want to call Tatum a superstar? And maybe he still is if they lose. I don't know. I don't want to put him in superstar yet. That's like a, it's very rarefied air. You need a guy to go off, off. Like, you, you're you not just going to beat this team playing, like, our brand of basketball. Like, I don't want to hear that stuff, man. you you got to get different against Golden State because they're so multifaceted. Yeah, like, they don't – they just the don't The Celtics lose. aren't some no, and the ball Celtics, movement no, gods. No. Like, what are we doing? That's going to play straight into Golden State's hands. And not only that, like, Marcus Smart got voted DPOY. He's not the defense player of the year to me, but he got voted. Congrats. Like, he earned it. Um, Draymond about to come out and be like, "Fuck you!" I'm, this, I'm taking it personal. Thing. Draymond's already licking his. He know he's gonna be talking mad shit. But another thing, like it's it's just it's and he's had a lot of success apparently. With I saw a stat today about Steph Curry's last five games against Marcus Smart. They were insane. Now a lot of that was probably when Steph was playing with the G League Warriors. I don't know all the context behind it, but I still feel like guarding Steph is a different. It's a different game for Marcus Smart than the other people that he's guarded. Now, can you chase him around mm-hmm. screens all game and still be that, like, you know, he, that might even benefit Boston, to be honest with you, if Marcus Smart is doing less <laughs> on offense. Like, if he's just doing yes. less and more deferring. Because he had, he's turned into, like, a – he's not a point guard. But he's come a long way, like, since he got into the league. But like you said, any team that running was Marcus my whole Smart thing. at point guard, probably not going to win the whole thing. So, it's like, I'll be That's fascinated to saying. see how that wears on him. Um, maybe it's not so much him. Because they are content switching everyone they have on the Steph, although I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think they're going to be content switching 
just anybody on the staff. They might try it at first, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, there's just so many storylines here, man. I just I think it all comes back to um, Draymond's defensive player of the year caliber right now. Clay Thompson on yep. nine attempts a game from downtown, shooting forty percent. He's Clay Thompson, no matter what it looks like. Sometimes he had at least three abysmal first halves against the Mavs, like absolute god awful. And then he look and he came to life every third quarter. So that's what they do. They punch you in the mouth in the third. And I just think like the what you talked about, how Golden State makes you play sped up when they get a seven point lead. But I do think it matters that their core guys have been here a little bit, and they've like we said, dealt with clutch time in this series because you got to stay locked in right here if you're Boston. You can't get away with lapses when it's Steph Curry and Klay Thompson coming over a screen versus Gabe Vincent, you know what I mean, and, and, and different yeah, guys out there. Yeah, there's literally not a, a possession no, pass anything sleep. off. You and cannot sleep. For, you can't blink. Or Steph Curry has an inch of space. He's in a corner somewhere. You lost track. Boom, three balls going up. So that was the thing I want to touch on while you, while you said the Draymond thing. I thought it was also – I just started thinking about it. I was like, just the matchup started going through my head, and I and I was thinking, okay, so Boston does the two big lineup if Robert Williams is healthy, and I think they're just gonna play him because they have to. If they go too big, they can match that with Al Horford getting guarded by Draymond, Kevon Looney on Robert Williams, and they may do the Spo, Bam and Embiid thing where they stagger Robert Williams against Kevon Looney. Like, when Kevon Looney comes out, Robert Williams comes in. But at that point, you're risking a foul out. We've seen Grant Williams foul and play terrible, and he will get out-rebounded and try to grab and all that with bigger players like a Kevon Looney Mm -hmm. if you don't want Grant Williams over there guarding Draymond. And I think they would have to do that. that. But at the same time, you want Robert Williams in the paint laying off of him things of that nature. I think it's very interesting those matchups on offense and defense. I think you're gonna have to if the war the, the Celtics are gonna have to take advantage of the non Robert Williams minutes if that is a problem. And I think I, it's more on the other side with Boston taking advantage of non Draymond. That's where it's really interesting too, because we talk about you know, you said Rob Williams would have been your defensive player of the year if he didn't get hurt. Like a lot a mm-hmm. part of and this is literally true that they grade defensive metrics based on your ability to grab defensive rebounds. Like, yeah. that's why Rudy Gobert is so fucking so high in all the metrics. Me. And Jokic is a great rebounder. That's why his defensive four Raptor is, like, higher, oh my higher than God. it means. We're not going to touch on that. He's got good hands, whatever. We're not going to touch on that. But to my point, an added part of playing defense is rebounding. And rebounding is where Kevon Looney kicked the Mavericks' ass over and over and over. So it's like... If you're Boston, do you – if Golden State plays too big, Draymond and Looney, if you're Boston, naturally you want to say, let's get small, let's get out and run, let's space them out, let's make Looney yes. come to the perimeter. But you're But fucked. can you survive the glass? And so it's like that's what makes Golden State so unique is because if, if the two – if say Boston small works for a stretch, and Golden State's like, you know what, we got to downsize. Okay, so they can slide Draymond to the five – bring the pool party off the bench, then it's like, I'm taking our small over your small probably. Like our small, you know, we live yes. in small ball. We know how to play small ball. And so it's like, I, I just, I don't it's going to be tough for Boston to win as far as matching personnel. I just, the coaching mis- the coaching matchup is going to be really fun because Ime Udoka like clearly got a lot of like Jason Kidd. We were talking with Landon earlier about the Mavs, how it takes time to buy in. The Celtics were, Celtics were buried 
before January. Like, they were below 500. It was, you know, I'm liking every single Jalen Brown tweet. Joel Embiid's liking Jalen Brown tweets. Like, you know, can Philly get Jalen Brown? Send him over. You know, I was all up on this talking to you about it. They stayed the course. They've been the best team in the NBA since, like, mid-January. They have, you know, top one or two defense in the NBA. They were number eight in offense or whatever. Like, th- it's a mm-hmm. really good fucking team. But they, they they just haven't seen a beast like this in a in a series where Steve Kerr really gets to shine. Because like you said, this ain't no Luke Walton. We saw what Mike Brown was in the two games Kerr was out. They couldn't break 100 points against a team without John Morant. Um, but Ime Odoka's been really fucking good. Like, the proof's in the pudding. He's turned that team entirely around after they bought in. So I don't, I don't think this is something I like, knew. This isn't like Steve Kerr, Brett Brown, this, like, Steve Kerr, Doc Rivers. Yeah, like this. no. Ime's good, man. So I, I don't I don't think Golden State has this insurmountable edge at coaching, which really gives Boston some more allure in the series. That's why the whole thing's fascinating, man. They just – they match up – there's so many juicy matchups throughout the series. Yeah. That it's like, Ime Udoka is – is smashing Nia Long. Uh, they bought Stud. in immediately. <laughs> they, they were bought in when the, they saw He was on the Sixers sideline two years ago. They let him walk. Now, you know, now look at him. Everybody but the guy that we fucking hired turns out to be a good coach. Go figure. And you know what's crazy? You rarely see a guy, you rarely see a team get to go from, as much as me and you have fucking shit on Danny Ainge with his fake superstar oh trades, it's rare that you go from Brad Stevens as a coach Danny Ainge is an executive to Brad Stevens as an executive and Ime Udoka as a Stevens coach. Like, one executive of the year, by the way. Bro. Like, when they – Just bringing Al just back. Bringing Al and then back. keeping like, – And he – The thing was, was nobody liked Kimble Robert Williams. washed. Like oh, he's gone. Agree, but, like, they traded a top 16 first rounder in Kemba to get Al Horford. And I was like, holy fuck, that's a lot. Like, That's what I said too. Like I, I just I watched Al Horford play in Philly. Like he looked cooked. The whole world thought he was cooked. Yeah. And that trade got destroyed. Not for the Kemba Alps. If you could have just traded no. them two, nobody would have even thought it's a landslide win for the Celtics. Nobody would have gave a fuck. No. The fact they gave a first rounder to get off Kemba as well, I was like, holy fuck, that's a terrible trade. And now Kemba really has been sitting out on every team that he's played yeah, now. now. Kemba's I think like it's in funny. that Al Horford, like, ice him up. Let's hope we can get value for him. And, like, and Al Horford, don't forget, yeah, this key part, Robert Williams, he the whole his whole Time Lord thing is because he never showed up on time. Yeah. But Brad Stevens kept giving him a chance. And then when you have that former coach, it almost seems like a beautiful thing. I think – Nobody can do what Brad Stevens could do, by the way, because Brad Stevens is legitimately a basketball genius. Like, and I don't like calling people geniuses. I think it gets thrown around yeah, too much. But he's legitimately he a basketball genius. He team built. He was a, he team built this year. Was a great coach, one of the top basketball minds in the league. The the way that he went to conference finals with these babies who are now turning into their prime is incredible. Literally, but yeah, him giving Robert 20, Williams like, all those chances. They had- so many different Bro. iterations of this team. Zach Lowe touched on this today. Like the Kyrie Terry Irving, Rozier, like Gordon I, Hayward, I, Terry Rozier. Like they almost went to the and NBA then Isaiah f- Thomas before that. Like they, God, they almost went to the finals with like Kyrie and was Gordon Hayward there that year? Was he hurt as well? I think they maybe Kyrie, Kyrie broke his ankle. They have like all these twenty-year-olds, yeah. like. Terror was like hooping against Braun. They went to a game seven, you know, the Tatum dunk on LeBron that like, you know, lives in infamy. All that like this was 
They've had yeah. so many different iterations of this team, and like, again, I heard, you know, do we trade Jalen Brown for Kawhi? Um, are the Celtics in the play for AD? Remember all that shit? Do we offer Jalen Brown? And the Celtics, James yeah. Harden, every single time the Celtics held firm, and they wanted their young core to grow, and they just got better and better and better, and then Brad Stevens with a master class, like, me and you, I've talked shit about Derek White as much as anybody. He's he's a when he plays, I'm not expecting 22 points a game, but like aggressive. When he's aggressive and looking at the rim and like he can dribble downhill and hit floaters and shoot layups and he can switch on defense. Like that acquisition and Al Horford alone have been home runs because Al Horford. Like I always hear people joke about how there's a fucking time machine in Oklahoma City, how they literally put him in a chair yeah. and just kept him off the shelf. And he looks like the Al Horford of old. Like, he's a monster defensively right now. I don't understand it. Yeah, He's got random juice off the dribble. He dunked on Giannis's fucking head off the dribble from three. It's like, who is this guy? So like, And I just don't think – I don't think they've used his playmaking out of the post no, enough. But that's yeah, he's, not a wrinkle he's in their one of the offense best, that they're going to use. He's one of the best mid-range – or he's one of the best big passers from the mid-range in the NBA. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, that's, that kind those of Atlanta style, days are the crazy. The nail and he can look around and – He's super smart. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, Brad Stevens should have won GM of the year, in my opinion. But you, you, all they can do is put the pieces in play. Ime Udoka had to turn him into a team, and he did. Mm-hmm. So, um, props to him, man. I and just, now they're in the finals. In the fucking finals. Versus the Warriors. You have Golden State in seven. Yeah. You have Golden State in seven. Okay. Um, I'll, Boston, I'll say Golden State. I'm going to make it official. Boston in a short Golden series. Golden State in six. Golden State in six. Boston in a short series would shock me. That's the only shock I would have. Yeah. Um, I could see Golden State winning shortly. You know, because when you get to crunch time, those games are coin flips, right? Like, can you yeah, execute yeah, better yeah. down the street? They go either. Look at the Mavs series, and, right? And we know, yeah. And then we sit here yeah, on this Boston podcast and we're like, I feel like the Mavs could have easily been up 2 1. Well, they could have. Yeah. But they're not the Warriors. But you weren't. Right? Like, they could have. Yeah, it goes back to all the shit I talked about in crunch time. Yeah, so it's just like, one of them things. If you can get Boston down there, man, keep it close, which the Warriors can, and they can spray on you in a heartbeat, the third quarter in particular, and make Boston play sped up, they're going to be in good shape. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Golden State in seven. That's probably more so my heart hoping that the series goes long, but I I, I do think yeah. Golden State. Boston's better top-to-bottom personnel-wise, but I just think it all comes down to how Golden State operates when the game gets tight, and I'm banking on more tight games than not. Therefore, I think Golden State's yep. going to win. Yeah, I want to say uh, Golden State 5, honestly, I do. It's like my, my head's beating to say, Golden I, State 5. Golden it was State tough five. to say but Golden I'm going State Golden over State the six. Nuggets in 5 for me. Like, that wouldn't even hurt. Yeah, so, yeah, Golden, Golden State over uh, the Celtics in uh, 6 for me. And that's our finals preview, Starts people. tomorrow, folks. Like, subscribe, all that bullshit, man. So, all right, y'all have a good night. Deuce! Peace.